welcome you this weekend to Parkview. My name's Chad. If we haven't met yet, I'm one of the campus pastors around here. Really glad that you have joined us in person this weekend. And I think you're going to be thankful that you came. It's going to be a great day together. We've got some things happening all around the church. But before I jump into that, hopefully when you came in, you were able to grab one of these Thanksgiving cards. If you haven't grabbed one of these yet, I want to encourage you to grab one. If you're at home or online, maybe grab an index card. We're going to use these throughout the service today, uh, so we want to make sure you have these on your person. So like I said, there's a lot happening in and around the church. Uh, next weekend, if after Thanksgiving, you're kind of like not sure if you're ready for Christmas yet, I want you to come back, because next weekend, we're going to kind of kick off the Christmas season with a sermon called Christmas is for Everyone. And then the following weekend, December 4th, we're officially going to begin our Christmas series uh, that's going to lead us right up to Christmas Eve services. The series we're doing is called The Untold Story, and it's going to be a little bit of about the behind-the-scenes look of what it was like and all that was happening during the time of Jesus' birth. So invite some friends to come out and join us next weekend and then on December 4th. Uh, last weekend, if you were here, then you got to celebrate with us uh, over 100 people took a step to get baptized last weekend across our campuses. That's amazing. We're really happy about that. Uh, 65 folks got baptized here at the Orland campus, and what an incredible experience to be a part of. If you were here last weekend or you're here today and you've been thinking about getting baptized, man, we would love to help you take that step. Uh, you can fill out the white card that's right in front of you on the chair back. Just fill out your name, let us know that you want to get baptized, and then drop it off at the doors you leave, and we can help you take that step. Uh, like I said, Christmas season is right in front of us. And one of our Christmas traditions around here at Parkview uh, is to go all in together with our generosity to support local and global ministry partners. And this year, we've got some several fun ways for you to do that. Uh, as you leave today in our lobby, you're going to see a display with some Christmas trees and a water pump, okay? Christmas trees and a water pump. Hanging on the trees are paper ornaments that each provide an opportunity for you to purchase some toys for some Chicagoland families that are in need this Christmas through our local ministry partners. So you can grab an ornament. There's some ages and some information there about a particular child. You can take that with you. Uh, we want to ask you to grab one or two presents for that individual kid and then bring it back on Sunday, December 11th, and together we'll go on to love uh, some local families here in the air for Christmas. Or you can go over to the water pump. You can grab a water drop ornament from the water well, and you can make a financial donation towards the work that we're doing in Malawi to help provide clean water for our partners out there in 2023. So don't miss out on that. There's volunteers out there. They can answer any questions that you've got. But I just want to say thank you in advance. Thanks for being a part of that and to help us love into the life of folks all around the world. Uh, we've got a great next hour planned, and so with that in mind, uh, I'm just going to invite us to settle in and give thanks for all that God has done in the past, all that he's doing right now, and all that he's promised to do ahead. Places I'll remember all my life, though some have changed, some forever, not for better. Some have gone and some remain. All these places have their moments. With lovers and friends, I can still recall. Some are dead and some are living. But in my life, I loved them all. Friends and loved ones, there is 
Welcome, everyone. Uh, I'm Tim. I'm one of the pastors here. Yeah, you normally don't see me early on, but we're going to change up the way we do things in the service today because we want to uh, make this a, 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 a bit of a Thanksgiving ceremony, a bit of a Thanksgiving service that gives you some time to, to do Thanksgiving with us. So welcome at Homer Glen. Welcome at New Lenox. Welcome Orland. Welcome online. We're glad to have you with us. And I just want to, I want to explain. I mean, you got a card if you're at one of our services on the way in, and we're going to give you some reflection time along the way, and you can write some stuff down on here and keep it if you want, or if there's some prayer things that, are, that end up on here and you'd like for us to have them, take a picture of it because on your way out, there'll be people to collect them and, and we, can, we can give thanks and we can pray for you and we can rejoice with you all at the same time. I got to admit, um, as we get started, I just want to admit that I'm feeling a little uh, emotional about Thanksgiving this year because week after next, I'm going to head to Fort Wayne, Indiana to move my parents out of their home of 32 years. Um, they moved there after we moved here uh, in 1990. My dad signed on with a church over there, partially because it was three hours away and we could all kind of be together. And they're going to move to a retirement community close to my sister in Dallas, and it should be great, and everything's great, but it's changed. And, and the emotions for me around Thanksgiving are that we used to always have Thanksgiving in Fort Wayne. You used to always have it at their house. I have a cousin who is in ministry in Detroit, and he would come and meet us in in, in, in Fort Wayne, and my sister would come in, and we, and we would all be together over there. That was our Thanksgiving thing. And my parents always, you know, had enough money to take the girls and us to a movie, and we would go to the, see the trees in downtown Fort Wayne and listen to the organ in the auditorium and, you know, do some of those cool things. And, and that was just something that we did every year. And, and we usually had a little extra money because my wife had a side hustle. Uh, she used to sell Christmas crap at Andrew and Sandberg <laughs> Craft Fair. Anybody been there? That's where they sell the Christmas crap. It's, it, it, I mean, she would, she, we, I would cut these things out of wood and she would paint them and people would buy them and give us money. So it was great. And, um, and so we had a little extra money. We'd always go to Value City and get clothes for the year, you know. And, and, and then my, my parents were there. They could, they could take care of the kids while we got up at 4 a.m. to go to Best Buy to stand in line for Black Friday. So it all worked out great. But my favorite memory was the drive over. It was, uh, it was always, Tuesday night was always the Mokina Junior High Band and Choir Concert. Probably still is, okay? And, and because of the way our kids spaced out in years, three daughters, we did 10 straight years 
of sitting on those wood bleachers listening to It's a Marshmallow World played very poorly on fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade band instruments. You know what I mean? But the reward was we would finish packing the minivan and we would head out about 9 or 9.30 for a three-hour trip to Fort Wayne. And took the girls out of school on Wednesday and went to Fort Wayne. And, and for me, it was about the time that we would hit Highway 30 at about Wanataw. Everyone else would be asleep and I would have my Walkman on. You'll have to explain that to your kids. Or, or, or later my iPod loaded up with George Winston's December album, right? Um, it is the official Thanksgiving album that you should be listening to. Go ahead and cue the Wyndham Hill for me. And, and I would always listen to this music on my drive, and it would be one of the most deeply spiritual experience of my year because I could just think and listen and anticipate the week and be thankful. Some years were tough, um, but somehow on that drive, it felt like God was riding with me, reminding me of my blessings. As a matter of fact, as I think back, I, I think the years that were the hardest were the years that somehow I was even more thankful for the things that I knew that God had done. Sometimes I was just thankful to be getting out of town. But other years were filled with amazing things that God had been doing. And either way, good times or bad, it was never hard to find things to be grateful for. I was always thankful that my parents were amazing and that they were a close drive away and that my sister and later her husband and cousins could be there. And I had my wife and my girls and they were usually doing really, really well. And no matter what anybody else thought of me, I knew God loved me and he was proud of me. And he was my daddy in heaven and I could hallow his name very easily because I had the time to do it. And that's really what we want out of this service for you. One of the most often repeated verses in the Bible is the beginning of Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Would you just say that with me? Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So we're gonna kind of split the service into three parts, the past, present, and future, and mixing some things up today. And I wanted to start with a testimony of somebody who had an amazing thankfulness experience about their past, okay? I'll introduce you to Brian. He was at the lowest of lows, low enough that he came to church in desperation one Sunday, and it just happened to be baptism weekend, and he, and he came down and he got baptized, and it was about the same time as a friend's son, and then that friend knew that Brian needed help and immediately got him connected to Tim and Rosario, and within 24 hours, Brian's life and his past collided with his present and future in an unbelievable way. So watch and think about your past while you do this. It started all back in uh, April of this 2022 and uh, uh, I was in a dark place and I didn't believe in anything and I didn't believe in God and I was just going down a wrong path. 
It was a relationship. Um, we're, we're engaged and um, it went south. I did something bad. I, um, got hooked on some uh, bad medication, became addicted. <clears throat> um, it was taking over my life, um, taking over my finances. Um, <laughs> I tried to end my life twice. Um, one, I heard my kids say, Dad, and they weren't around, so I dropped it. And uh, the other one, I pulled it, and nothing happened. So there was a sign right there. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I was mad at myself for the addiction of pain pills, um, especially in the line of work I was in at that time. And as time went on, I needed a change. Thought I was big and tough and football player and I can knock it off and, man, you're only a human, you know? Um, thought of my kids, thought of my family, thought of my friends. And I needed to do something. And going down the wrong way was not the right way. I was in a deep well um, with no water but no ladder to get out and I was trying to climb and it just I just wanted to give up and then the water started filling me up and I said I needed to do something and my my best friend at that time uh, Brian said come on we're gonna go to church and uh, he brought me to church and I was blinded I started listening and I just that day I just felt a different presence compared to the last times that I've been here. You know what, it was, uh, it was a feeling I never experienced before in my life. And um, like I said, was I was just sitting upstairs and it was like almost like something or someone like lifted me up because I was just gonna just battle this on my own. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna be the tough man. Yeah, of course. And battle it on my, right. put my boxing gloves on and go at it. Yeah. Something, someone, and I know who it was, kind of like just lifted me and just, I don't even remember walking downstairs. No kidding. And then when I seen Ed, he's like, you need help. I'm like, yeah, I do. I need to get baptized. Yeah. I gotta wash this away. I gotta get rid of this. And I was shaken. I was crying, uh, nervous. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I always felt like I always felt like a hand on my shoulder. Mm. But it wasn't there. It was. I felt it. Like I felt fingerprints on digging into my shoulder. And I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Who keeps on? And it, nobody's there. Mm. And I believe it was God walking Absolutely. me through the whole time. Yeah. I think a whole lot of people feel that and just don't do anything about it. I guess I guess my point is, I mean, you finally got to the point, and, and I hate that you had to get to that point, but you finally got to the point where you were like, I got I got nothing else, right? I got I got I gotta I gotta do something, so I might as well try this, try everything else. And as soon as you took that step, I mean all these things started to fall into place. Yes. It was amazing. After uh after getting baptized, um, Ed introduced me to, to Tim, 
and went to Alpha. And as time went on, um, it was amazing. It was like these doors opened. It was like, I can breathe. Hmm. I get this brick off my chest. Yeah. I can start talking about things and, and, and start praying about things and, and asking his advice and asking his advice. What, what, what happens when I feel like I'm being pulled back when I got these claws in my back of my skin just mm -hmm. trying to pull me back to the dark side, but yet I feel my arms going forward and God's pulling me back to him. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what do I do? What am I, what am I supposed to, you know? But now you got people to call. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or talk about ahead of time, right? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. And that's amazing. It's like when we, we're e either of us are having a bad day, or I, I'm, I, I'll text these guys in the morning right away. I'll say I'm having a bad day, and they'll call. They'll call, and we'll talk about it right away, and we'll pray together, and and we'll go from there. And I've noticed ever since that I started doing that and getting in small groups and praying with each other, that the storms are still going to be there. They're never. This life is. We're in a broken world. It's never going to stop. Right. But to know that. In the end, he's won, and that all the tears that we're going to have, he's going to wipe away anyway. Yeah, yeah. And that for me, and and having my wife come up beside me and be like, "I'm here for you," like that's what, that's what got me out of my like deepest, darkest depression in time in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I saw Brian come and I seen like that defeated look, I'm like, I'm "Like I've been there, bro." Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I know what that feeling is, man. Yeah. I never forget, like you always said, live your life on mission. Yeah. And it was more coming here and coming here. And it was like, the more you come to church, like you want to be involved in community, then I started ushering. And then it was like, I was like, there's still something missing in my life. And I'm like, I want to do small groups. And in 19, I did uh, Root for the first time. And there were great people. I learned so much. I mm. learned so much about myself. Yeah. Like, he's helped me as much as I helped him. Like of course. He, yeah. he shows me the strong person that he is. Yeah. And sometimes when I go through stuff, I think about him and like, you know what? This guy's amazing. Yeah. Tim, too, like with the loss yeah. he's gone through his life. And it's awesome. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I got emotional. I'm sorry. Oh, no, man. That's what it's all about. I'm in the field where I... I go on emergency calls to help sure. people out when yeah. they're in that dire need. But this is, this is different. This is, this is like, this is deep down and core, man. It hits you. Yeah. You know, when you see someone, uh, when you talk to them about their problems or talk about this and that and read the Bible and all that to them, you could see that light in their eye that you got them. Mm -hmm. You got them. And don't let go of them. Yeah. You just... Yeah, no turning back on that. And that that's what's enjoyable about it. You know, it's like that word, that's where it makes you all right, we're go we're good. good. We're getting yeah, there. Moving forward. Yeah, moving forward. So if it wasn't for these guys, I don't I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Uh -huh. So I just wanna say, um, we're taping this on Mon a Monday afternoon after we baptized 100 people and I'm tired and I was brain dead and I told you guys I was like sucking down the caffeine <laughs> to try to get through this and now I'm ready to go to body tech and work out. There now you go. I'm ready now you're to energized. Go. You guys you have given win. me an unbelievable yeah. Thanksgiving. This is just firing me yeah. up. This is everything I went into ministry for was not so that I could 
you know, know what I get to do is so that we could pass it on and do this. And, and that's why I'm so thankful for you, Parfew. Let me, let me pray for you guys. Lord, thank you. I am thankful for Brian, Lord, that that, that that hand on his shoulder was not something he could ignore anymore. And now he's in the middle of all this. And I pray for everyone that's, that's listening to this interview, that, that especially the guys, Lord, that they would just look at this and go, hey, I probably could use some help because speaking for me I need the help and every one of us does too and and that's why we do this that's why we do this journey together I am so thankful for your gospel Lord I'm so thankful for your forgiveness I'm so thankful for what you've brought us through in the past and I just pray that you be with each and every one of us in Jesus name amen that incredible story? That's awesome. <laughs> Man, it's so great to hear that story about Brian. I'm going to go ahead and invite you to take out your Thanksgiving card and maybe grab a pen or maybe you want to get out your cell phone, open a notepad. Uh, but I want to invite us to just take a moment and look back. Where has God been faithful to you in the past? Or maybe even more simply, what's one thing that has been good in the past? Let's just take a minute. I'll do it with you. And let's just write down some of these things that we're grateful for about the things in our past. We pray with me. God, we want to give you thanks for all that you've done in the past. You've proven yourself faithful time and time again. And so, God, we simply just say thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everyone said amen. Hey, we've got a great chance now to worship God for all he's done and for all he is. Let's stand together as we worship our great God.
cards again. We're going to continue to celebrate all that God has done uh, through the present. Uh, one of the things that I've done in the past, I've got this journal. It's called my gratitude journal. And I just try to write things I'm thankful for. And it's incredible to me how many times I find my anxiousness go down. 
when I start to write the things I'm thankful for. It reminds me of this incredible Bible passage from the book of Philippians. It's in chapter 4, and it says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then it says, The peace of God, which transcends your understanding, will guard your hearts. It'll guard your minds, too. It's an incredible promise for us. So I wonder now, in the midst of whatever challenge you're facing, what could you be thankful for right now? What's one thing that God is currently doing that you could celebrate? Or even more simply, what's just one thing that's going well for you? Let's take a few moments to write those thoughts down now. Will you pray with me? Uh, Father, we want to give you thanks for all that you're doing, for being here right now in the present, for being this incredible God to us now. And so whatever we're facing, God, we just simply want to say thank you for the way you're proving yourself faithful now. Thank you for being in our story. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everyone said.
Well, again, welcome. Let me just tell you right now and remind you that it is Thanksgiving, not Christmas, okay? Like, this is the way it ought to be. Wait your turn, fat boy. You need to ho, ho, hold up, right? Um, this is the week where mom is like a dinosaur, getting ready for Thanksgiving and when people arrive. That's the difference, right? Um, yeah, well, hi, everybody. Glad you're here. I mean, it, we're going to have a ton of extra people, too, and it's awesome. My wife asked me to smoke a turkey, which I'm glad to do, and I've already been brining it. Um, it's all ready to go. It's going to taste like, now yeah, you know. Um, I, my wife and I were in the Holy Land uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we got to do something that we'd never done um, on any of our other trips. We crossed over the Jordan River back into the desert area where the children of Israel wandered for 40 years in the desert. And what was momentous for me was going up on Mount Nebo, where Moses finally ended up as they're getting ready to go into the promised land. And I just had this real moment of identification with Moses because he had led God's children in the desert for 40 years. And I realized that next May, I will have been 40 years doing full-time pastoral ministry. So it's like I had this identification, and the first service clapped, and then I reminded them that Moses died there. So thank you for not clapping. <laughs> um, hopefully that won't happen. But the, but the exodus that God uh, asked Moses to lead his kids through did not go according to plan. Um, they were not easy to lead, and um, all we know is about, about God's kids during that time, for the most part, is that they were whiny, and they complained a lot, and they were unfaithful. And as I think about it, as I thought about it over the last couple of weeks from a leadership perspective, it cracks me up, because Moses is writing all of this, okay, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, he's writing all this in his old age. So he is writing the history of the children of Israel for those 40 years. And he's just mostly writing, they ticked me off, they made me mad, they complained a lot. I, and finally God said, I've had enough, you kids go to your room and don't come out for 40 years. Basically, that's the story, right? There's nothing in there about, wow, we had a really fun soccer game with the tribe of Gad today. Those guys are really talented. There's nothing in there about, oh, the children in Reuben's kids' church made me a homemade card last week. It was so sweet. For the most part, Exodus is mostly just about Moses complaining that his congregation did nothing but complain. It reminds me of a great old monk joke. Everybody needs one monk joke, right? Guy goes to a monastery that is a silence monastery. They have these. He could only say two words at the end of every 10 years. So at the end of his first 10 years, the head of the monastery goes, okay, what are your two words? And he says, bad food. 10 more years, the guy says, okay, what are your two, two words? The guy says, hard bed. <laughs> Ended 30 years. He says, okay, what are your two words? I quit. And the head monk said, well, you might as well, all you do is complain anyway, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the pa there's a pattern here. They did complain. Leadership in Exodus 14, they bring, he brings them to the Red Sea, and they get stuck there, and they're like, why did you do this? Why did you free us from slavery? They forgot that part. Why did you do that? And now here we are, we're going to die, right? That's Exodus 14. Exodus 15, we don't have any. They, they go through the Red Sea. They get out there, and they're like, we don't have any water. So God's like, okay, and he brings water out of a rock. Exodus 16, you see a pattern? 
They complained that they were starving to death. We don't have anything to eat. So God sends bread down from heaven every day, fell from the sky. Exodus 17, they griped again. We don't have any water again. And God provided again. And you read all the way through there and you get all the way up to Numbers 11. And and it says that they were tired of the manna and they wanted meat. They wanted protein. And and that was kind of like the last straw for Moses. So I'm going to read you a passage of scripture that you have never, ever heard a, 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 a pastor preach from. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance to their tents. I mean, maybe he's exaggerating a little bit. Oh, Moses was troubled. And he asked the Lord, what have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you're going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. I read that to my staff this week. I mean, he's just like fed up with it, right? So finally, the 40-year timeout in the desert is over, and Joshua leads him into the promised land. But here's my point. In, in the New Testament, Paul in 1 Corinthians 10 is talking about the children of Israel in the desert. And he said that the reason that that whole story, all of this complaining thing is in the Bible is because God wanted us to have an example so we don't do those things. Listen to this. These things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. And then he gives three categories for the things that made God mad. Don't be idolaters, and I'm abbreviating all this a little bit. Don't be idolaters, do not commit sexual immorality, and do not grumble. Isn't that awesome? Sexual immorality and grumble. Now, do those three things fit in the same category to you? I mean, idolaters, they made a golden calf. Of course, God is going to be mad about that. Sexual immorality, yeah, okay, it's always going to be on there, but grumbling? Wow, those don't fit to me. And I don't know about you, but if you put me out in the desert eating manna for 40 years, I'd probably complain too, especially if it was gluten-free manna. That would be terrible. (laughs) So how do we turn it around this week? Interestingly, Thanksgiving is from the same root word as think. So to think is to thank, okay? And that's why I, when I started the service, I talked about just being able to have the time to, to sit there and, and listen to some music and contemplate all the amazing things that God has done. I'm just looking at some people that were a part of that journey, all of the stories that we could celebrate through those times. All we had to do was stop and think, and then we would thank. And that's why the Apostle Paul could say, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Okay? I know I struggle with that verse like you do, because the hard part is not the give thanks part, is it? It's this word right here. It's the all. All. That's a different story. That's the hard side of thanksgiving, and that's where a lot of us are. Surely, all circumstances doesn't apply when the doctor says your mom's got Alzheimer's. All circumstances can't apply when you can't pay your rent or you're on permanent disability or you're late for work and the idiot in front of you is going 45 in the passing lane. Surely it doesn't mean all circumstances, or does it? Well, 
It does. And actually, Paul says we should give thanks in all circumstances because that's God's will for us in Christ. And I looked up the word, the Greek word all, and you know what it means? All, yeah. Like, like there's, not, there's not a place, like no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter who likes us, no matter how healthy we are or how sick, no matter how wealthy or loved or good-looking we feel or the opposite, we give thanks in all circumstances. And that's hard for me, and I'm guessing it's hard for you too. And part of that is just because we're surrounded by messages that, that make us not content, right? It's, it's on our phones, it's on our screens, it's on everything all around us, billboards. Don't be content, you need this. And, and so instead of a grateful heart, we complain. And unfortunately, when we complain, we're focusing on the wrong thing and it also makes God mad. And it makes our life miserable. So when Paul says give thanks in all circumstances, please understand that he did not write those words like I wrote these words from the comfort of a plush corner office in a multi-million shekel building. He wrote those words in between attacks by the Jews who were opposing him. He wrote Philippians, which I'll read for you in a second, under house arrest in Rome. Paul endured a tremendous amount of abuse for the gospel. If anybody had reason to be like Moses in the New Testament, it would have been Paul. He'd been opposed, threatened, beaten, attacked on numerous occasions, stoned and left for dead. And yet, listen to what he writes in Philippians. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that you have renewed your concern for me. I'll explain this in a second. You have been concerned, but had no opportunity to show it, okay? I'm not saying, let, let me just explain that, okay? He's in jail, and they were trying to send him aid, and, and it just couldn't get there because he's in jail. It's hard to do that, Okay. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You know that verse, right? I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Yeah, I know that one. But Paul's writing that from prison. And and again, the Philippians had tried to help him, and and it didn't work. And then finally the help got there. So he's writing to them saying, thank you for trying, and thank you that I finally got the gifts. But you know what? That's not not why I love you. I'm not happy because the gifts are here. I wasn't unhappy when the gifts weren't there. I'm not unhappy because I'm in prison in Philippi. I wasn't more happy because I was greeted by the elders in Ephesus. I wasn't more content at Aquila and Priscilla's house where they were taking care of me. And I'm not less content when I'm on board a ship bound for Rome, chained to a guard for two years of my life. Why? Because I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. So if you want to know the secret to thanksgiving... It's Jesus. I know you're like, I came out in this weather for that? (laughs) Online, you're like, I could have been watching Osteen for crying out loud. What are you talking about? I, I get it, okay? I do. But seriously, if you think about it, does anything else really matter? 
I mean, Paul said it over and over to the church in Colossae. He said, give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom. Go back, if you've been around here, to the Lord's Prayer, right? Our daddy who is in heaven and has all the power, hallowed be your name. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. Deliver us from evil. We know it's because you're a good dad who's there. And we have an inheritance with the saints in the kingdom because of Jesus. That's what thanksgiving is. And as Christians, every day is thanksgiving for us. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All things through Christ. Give thanks for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the problem with the children of Israel was that they kept forgetting that God had rescued them from slavery. If they have the perspective that they've been released from slavery, not having enough food, it's not that big a deal. Not having enough water is not that big a deal. Being up against the Red Sea is not a big deal because God just led them out of slavery. Sometimes they literally told Moses, why don't you take us back to Egypt? Because they were thinking with their stomachs, they were thinking with their carnal needs instead of the big picture. Gratitude, I say this every Thanksgiving, is from the same root word as grace. It's the same thing. If Thanksgiving is to think, then we need to think, and gratitude comes from grace. And don't forget what next season is about. The key to thanksgiving is Jesus. The key to thanksgiving in your past and your present and your future is Jesus. So we're going to take a little bit of time and and do a little bit of reflection. And I'm going to invite you to do communion after that time is over. And again, if you want to write some notes down on this card and and take a picture of it so you remember it and drop it off for us, we will pray for you over the Thanksgiving holidays or if you just want that as a reminder. And here are the two questions. What's something you're asking God for in the future? And what is a dream that you hope will be realized in your future? Either, Either way you look at it. What is something you're asking of God in the future? And while you're doing that, please take the attitude of Paul and realize, you know what? My past sometimes has been good, sometimes it's been bad. My present is sometimes good and sometimes bad. But my future is 100% secure because I can do all things in Christ. Take just a moment and we'll do this together.
We're going to do communion together because it just seems like, I mean, we do this every week. And if you're not from Parkview, you're welcome to join us. If you're a believer, there's a little thin piece of cellophane on top. Pull that off and there's bread there. And then under the foil is the, is the juice. And I just want you to, uh, I just want you to understand that when Jesus died for us, it released us from slavery. And our future is with him. And maybe you're here at the service today and you're, you're not sure you have all of that to be thankful for on Thursday. Then tell him you want him. Open up your heart and say, Jesus, as I take these elements today, as I take this bread and drink this cup, I need your grace. I want you, I want that hand on the shoulder that Brian talked about to be you right now, Lord, guiding me, leading me. And even if it's not a real thankful time in my life right now, I will give thanks in all circumstances because of you, the body of Christ broken for you. Take and eat. and the blood of Christ shed for you. Take and drink. Would you stand with me together? And I'd like to do the Lord's Prayer together. Um, I don't have a cheat sheet for you. Just see how it goes. Um, we'll do trespasses, and we will add the little bit at the end. And um, let's just do this together, and then I'll pray us out of here. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May he Make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift his countenance upon us and give us peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of his Holy Spirit be with us now and forever. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for being here.